0: something for you to ponder. Pretty much since the Industrial Revolution, humanity's relationship with the environment has functioned in a twisted way. While our species makes progress, the environment grows sicker. In fact, sometimes our progress actually depends on an unhealthy environment, like how the paper industry depends on the destruction of forests. COVID-19 has flip-flopped this relationship. Now, while us humans are taking a collective sick leave from life, the environment is actually making a speedy recovery. But does human health and environmental health have to be mutually exclusive? It's certainly something to think about. Let's discuss some of the specific ways that the pandemic has improved the environment. For our first story, I'll focus on COVID's effects on air quality. This report is centered in Wubai, China, but impacts span across all of China's major cities. Thanks to the European Space Agency, which has gathered a plethora of satellite-monitored air pollution data, we now have clear visual evidence of China's drastic reduction in air pollution. This satellite data combined with high-tech computer simulations revealed a 20 to 30% decrease in China's particulate matter compared to the last three years, as well as a reported 40% decrease in atmospheric nitrogen dioxide. That's a lot. Scientists correlate China's stunning decline in air pollution levels to the stringent social distancing and lockdown measures implemented by the Chinese government. In the absence of major nitrogen dioxide emitters such as power plants, factories, and vehicles, the country's suffering atmosphere has had a chance to recover. It's important to note that China's decrease in overall air pollution was accompanied by January's Lunar New Year celebration, which has historically correlated to reduced nitrogen dioxide levels. While China's stark decline in air pollution may be linked to simultaneous lunar festivities, similar reductions of air pollution and greenhouse gases were recorded in other parts of the world as well. Unfortunately, China's air pollution numbers have begun to creep upward again as we ease out of restrictions. Now, let's head to Albania's Narda Lagoon, where the region's rose-colored residents are flourishing during the lockdown. And no, I am not talking about some rebellious and sunburned beachgoers. According to the local park authority, the lagoon's flamingo population has increased by almost a third. Until the pandemic, Albania's blooming ecological footprint Rapid industrialization and a soaring tourism industry have all compromised the region's struggling ecosystem. The coronavirus lockdown, however, has thrust this crucial migratory site into a bubble of unexpected serenity. Shelter-in-place measures have freed up the area's bustling waterways and silenced the flurry of belching vehicles on nearby roads, encouraging this spindly bird species to begin courtship rituals. Conservationists suspect the lagoon's newfound peace will entice the flamingos to mate and further hike up their numbers. Our final story takes place on Vembanad Lake, a sought-out tourist destination nestled in Kerala, India. The sizable lake serves as a major source of revenue for the region's aquaculture industry. Unfortunately, the water is chock-full of damaging microplastics. Scientists have also recorded excessive amounts of mercury and other toxic elements in the lake's fish samples and sediment deposits. Studies conducted over the course of the lockdown, however, reveal an encouraging transformation on the surface of the contaminated water. That's right, scientists uncovered a substantial decrease in the lake's SPM, or surface particulate matter, content during this period of self-isolation. So what does all of this say about our relationship with the environment? Well, for one thing, it proves that giving the environment a chance to recover also has a positive effect on humanity. Fewer microplastics, cleaner air, and an increase in unique wildlife, what's not to like? Yet, it's also shocking and shameful that it took a global pandemic to force our species to take a step back and let the Earth recover. This incident proves that we need to drastically rethink the way our society interacts with our Earth. Why is it that we sacrifice the well-being of the planet that keeps us alive for the short-term advancement of our species? In harming our Earth, we also harm ourselves. There must be a way to shift our relationship with this planet so that we enrich each other, meaning that human progress also means a recovering Earth, and in turn, a healthier Earth cultivates human progress. This may not be as hard as it seems. In fact, by simply preserving and enjoying our national parks and natural treasures, we're already doing it. In return for conserving shared natural recreation areas like parks, trails, and seashores, we are guaranteed that the generations ahead of us will also get to enjoy these wild gems. This promise of future enjoyment and a legacy of appreciation for nature empowers us to continue protecting our parks. A love for the Earth is more contagious than any virus, and a passion for our planet just might be able to cure both humanity and the environment in one go. Thanks for listening to Park Wake Up Call, and stay safe. (laughs)